Welcome to Smart in the Fields and welcome to Great Sacred Music and a special welcome to those joining online. And happy Candlemas, a day ahead of its feast tomorrow. Candlemas is the popular name for the feast of the presentation of Christ in the temple, which according to Luke's gospel took place 40 days after Jesus' birth. Are we already 40 days after Christmas, I hear you wonder? Before you complain that Matthew has the visit of the wise men and the Holy Family hot-footing it to Egypt by then, the truth is there's no use trying to reconcile Matthew's chronology with Luke's. Once Joseph and Mary reach the temple, they're greeted by Simeon and Anna, both ancient of days and together representing the hopes of Israel. As elsewhere, Luke presents male and female together. Note that the temple is where the first story of Luke's gospel is set, and the temple is where the last two stories of Luke's prologue take place, this one and the discussion between Jesus, aged 13, and the doctors of the law when he'd eluded his parents' grasp, every parent's nightmare Bible story. We're going to start, as we always do, at Great Sacred Music by singing a hymn all together. You can find it on the inside of the sheets. Uh, it was written by John Ellerton, a 19th century vicar and hymn compiler. If you recognize the name, it's because he wrote The Day Thou Gavest, Lord is Ended. It was written in, 19, in, I beg your pardon, in 1880 for Mrs. Brock's children's hymn book. Who Mrs. Brock was, history doesn't record. But it's an interesting hymn because it transposes all the imagery of Christ's second coming, of his coming on the last day with angels and, and realms and, and, and clouds and everything, and it, and it places the, points out the irony of his coming into the temple actually as a baby, and that contrast between the, the Lord of majesty and might all being contained in this tiny baby is what this hymn is really all about. We remain seated, the voices stand and lead us as we sing Hail to the Lord Who Comes.
Well, we've talked already about resonances between Candlemas and the Feast of Christ the King, and the next piece we're going to hear is uh, a connection between Candlemas and the Feast of the Transfiguration. Onata Lux De Lumine is an anonymous anthem, but it is the office hymn originally at Lord's, the early morning service of the Feast of the Transfiguration. It has occasionally been translated into English, uh, in fact, by Lawrence Hausman, uh, and does pop up in, in one version in the English hymnal, but that's not the version we're gonna hear today. We're gonna hear a version set by the contemporary British musician, composer, conductor, singer, arranger, and producer, Ben Parry, who's the director of the London Voices and was formerly artistic director of the National Youth Choir. Then we're going to hear When to the Temple Mary Went, which is a 16th century piece written by Johannes Eckhart, a German Protestant contemporary of William Byrd, with words added by John Troutbeck 300 years later. If you recognize the name John Troutbeck, it's because he is the man who did the accepted translations of the St. Matthew Passion and St. John Passion. So he's got a distinguished liturgical choral track record. So a modern and a 16th century reflection on Candlemas.
<clears throat> Light in Our Darkness, as you may well know, is uh, the name of the third and best known collect in Evensong in the Anglican prayer book. And in a moment of great hubris, the director of music at St. Martin the Fields, Andrew Eris, and I decided it was time to dust that service down for a uh, more contemporary version. And we, about 10 years ago, we put together that contemporary version and I wrote some uh, responses for that service, which we called Lighten Our Darkness. And we're gonna hear some of that setting now by Nils Greenhow, who was formerly our choral scholar here at St. Martin's and was previously uh, a member of our choral scholars and then of th these very St. Martin's voices. Um, and is still a, uh, an accomplished composer. Then we're going to hear uh, this little light of mine, uh, which is not what you think. It's not an African-American spiritual, as it appears. It actually emerged in the 1920s and eventually became a civil rights anthem in the 1950s and 1960s. Once John Joan Baez has got her hands on your music, you can be sure it will be remembered for all time. And those of you who I know nightly get on YouTube and watch Harry and Meghan's wedding each evening before you go to bed, uh, remembering those happy days in 2018 will know this piece very well because it concluded that wedding. Thank you. 
Bernadette Farrell is a community organizer in South London who says that writing wasn't her plan, it was a response to the needs around her. And she's written a number of hymns that express a hope for peace and justice in God's world. We've been trying for quite a while to persuade her to come and lead one of these great sacred music sessions on her own music, and we'll get there in the end. Uh, we're going to sing uh, again with the Candle Mass theme, now Longing for Light. This is an all play, so you'll find it on the inside of your sheets. Each verse moves from a statement of what many long for yet don't have, basic human rights and the fundamentals of everyday living, to our commitment to share what we do have and respond to the needs of others, to make, thus making us a light for the world to see, servants endeavoring to make Christ's kingdom visible on earth. It's a, it's a remarkable contemporary hymn because it both, it does two things that you don't often find together. It, it, it encounters the real depths of the reality of the world, world's pain, but in such a way that is empowering for those singing it to feel like they can become in some small way the answer to another's prayer. We remain seated and the voices down and lead us as we sing Longing for Light.
Well, we're coming towards the end of Great Sacred Music for this Thursday. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. If you have, there's an opportunity to make a donation uh, as you leave, either with a card or with cash. And if you're online, there's no escape. Uh, you can text and you can go on the website and contribute in your own special way. Uh, next Great Sacred Music is on the 8th of February. We'll be looking at contemporary hymn writers and our sister program, to which you're very welcome, 3.15 on a Sunday, uh, is on the theme of Lord of All Joy. We're taking different themes from the hymn Lord of All Hopefulness, week by week. Now, we've got uh, an, a number of things going on in our community. If you want to hear the voices in an evening concert, you can find details on the back of the sheets of that uh, coming up in a couple of weeks' time. But we've also, as you may notice, there's some differences about the church at the moment and that's because this week we have a wonderful life sound and light event featured in the Guardian and the Times uh, and I'm sure on newspapers the world over uh, you can sign up on the website to get your own tickets or get them from the box office downstairs there's still tickets left for the rest of this week it's just this week only so I think it starts around about half past five and you can come at any time between half past five and the middle of the evening and it lasts about half an hour now we've got a treat for you to finish the lord is my light of the many resonances of light in the old and new testaments one of the most abiding is the metaphor of the holy spirit lighting our path through good times and bad constant theme of the psalms this composition is by brad nix a baptist based in texas uh, it's a fascinating combination of Jewish and Christian understandings of salvation and of rhythm. Look out for a spectacular conclusion. Thanks for joining us.